Here he comes, guys. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that flavor you've been waiting for all the week. Breadmeister. At you again with a sick, tasty finger move. Not enough echo. <laughs> it's perfect amount of echo, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna feel like I'm in a cavern. Man, Go nuts. Quarter note guitar playing. So the next part, we played like 15 times with the rest of the track just to like four tries from the get it. But like right after here, when he goes into the really fast guitar playing, that bin right there took us forever to get. That was nearly long enough for an intro for this podcast. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to our Art Thou, where we tell you where the art is. And how we feel about it. I'm Jacob. And I'm still Luke. And we're sorry for missing a week, but some yeah. situational stuff came up that could not be helped. Yep. Life once again, finds a way <laughs> to Life. screw us up. Yeah, Jurassic Park in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's when he uh, gets those seatbelts and ties them together. <laughs> Life then, finds a way. To and then they crash. <laughs> tie a belt. And that totally, they don't have any organ damage or anything. Uh, so, starting off with corrections. Yep. Uh, that wasn't, it wasn't last week where I talked about the or yeah, was it, it last was, week? Well, it was well two weeks ago, last yeah. episode. La- last episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked about the uh, thing, jazz thing, Monty Alexander. Wow! I said he was at the what was it, the Tennessee like symphony or whatever, the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, Knoxville Symphony Orchestra is what I said. That's incorrect. It was the Knoxville Jazz Symphony. <laughs> So yeah, but it's got it's got some of the same members. I think it's just like way smaller, and that's why I was kind of confused when he was like, "It's huge," and I was like, "Well, it wasn't that big." But yeah, let's not so. waste any time because we got a lot of stuff to go through. Yeah, we do. Um, and we're gonna start off with what would have been album of the week last week, and that is "Trust in the Life Force of the Deep Mystery" by the Comet Is Coming. Oh yeah. man, this thing's so tasty. It's like it electronic with saxophone jazz with awesome rhythmic sections and percussions and And it gets dark. Yeah, it does. Um and they'll beat a like a a just a melody to death in such a cool way. In like such a <laughs> yeah. jazzy way. Yeah. Like they'll come back to this thing and just kinda um mutate it and um, add variations and modulations and then just come straight back to some just tasty grooves and I don't know this whole thing I listened to it that week over and over again at work because it was just such a good thing to work to like it um, had a good pace and you could get lost in it yeah it, it really like sweeps you up and like carries you around along but uh I don't know the the first song, I didn't really get I didn't I didn't get what made me you know like the album so much from the first song. Right. Did you have a similar 
um, experience. I had to like skip past it, and I was like, oh, okay. I think I did not just because I knew. So the saxophone player is the same saxophone player in something else is like Kermit something, but the <laughs> album last it was like Lizard King was an album from yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, but it's the same saxophone player. So I think knowing that I was excited and right. I just focused on his saxophone playing. So it gave me like a bias right out the get go, but right. it definitely picks up the first one. I was like, this is nice. But then like you get into like the third track and then you're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. And, uh, I think we have the same favorite song off this thing, which was, uh, what was it called? Like, uh, blood of the past is the name of that yeah. track. But yeah. it had just such a heavy rift in it that just, like we were talking about, just grinds through the whole uh-huh. thing. But everything else just keeps building up momentum. And it's. There's a really fun, like, spoken word yeah, in it. Yeah, it's that's super not fun spoken word. As far as I remember, at least. Yeah, it's, I think it's the only time that happens. Yeah. And it's just. Usually those things, like, just take you out, but this kind of sucked you in, which is yeah. awesome. Because, I mean, you have ample examples of it just, like, being a distraction. Like, as much as I love Disturbed. The whole down with the sickness part with the mommy, like it's fun to just like mimic, but in reality, <laughs> it just takes you out of that song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know what else to say about it except that the whole thing's good. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know it keeps its tone. Um, it keeps its atmosphere, but it does a lot of different variations. Some more r&b type stuff some more very aggressive electronic stuff with some spazzy saxophone but the saxophone playing is crazy he'll go from something just insane scales that make no sense and then into something like a has a middle eastern kind of vibe to it with the scales and stuff kind of arabian kind of flavors and then go back into like more of a pentatonic thing and it's just it's just awesome where he decides to explore with his brain and the saxophone. And then also the electronic stuff is all like top tier fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it was like, you know, enough for it to be doing this electronic jazz really well. Right. But then it, like you say, they're just like, yeah, but we can do all this other stuff like with it that we don't really even need to, but it works yeah. really well. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so there you go. Trust in the life force of the deep mystery, people. Trust in it. Yeah, that's not a roll your eyes like the name of an album at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Just trust in it, guys. Trust in the life force. Yeah. Um, but yeah, trust in the life force of the deep mystery by The Common is Coming. Uh, it's such a good album. And like I said, it would have been album of last week if we had that episode. Right. Um... Then we right now we have a music video for you guys to look up. Yeah, but not in like the like sense of that we've done in the past. Right. Like, well, I guess we did have a what was it a tiny desk? Yeah, a tiny desk concert about. that we talked about, and we also did a couple of Anthony Green. Yeah, back yeah. Way many moons ago, before right. even hit double digit uh, episodes. Yeah. Um, so, so is that still called a music video? If it's just like I mean, it's a recording a video. someone playing. It's a live session. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's an audio tree live session, and the band's called Elephant Gym. Have you heard of them before? I have not. I hadn't either. Um, They're from Taiwan. Um, Maybe that's why. (laughs) Yeah, so I think they're just like new to America, like fresh to the States. Yeah, they seem really excited. Yeah, to be here. (laughs) But Um, America. But then again, if, you know, they said they're from Taiwan, and they've been recording so much, they're just happy to finally make it here, so... 
I mean, it'll definitely be more lucrative to have a United States population if you can mm-hmm. connect and find, you know, your crowd and stuff, which I hope they do because they're so talented. They really are. Like, from the first second that they start doing anything yeah, it's like, like oh i'm gonna love all of this <laughs> you hit his play you're like what you just like park up in your seat you're like what now yeah yeah um is if it's so it's a brother and a sister and i don't know how the drummer's related because they didn't really get into that it's their uh grandfather it's their grandfather he looks really good for his <laughs> really, age really really must be those asian genetics you know they got <laughs> uh they got those really nice genes because he looks uh-huh. he looks like he's like 15 which the whole band does. Yeah, they they really do. But they were talking about being at a festival and just a lot of drinking. So I hope. Yeah, and they were saying that people were beating each other up to their yeah. music. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, he said what that she means. said that they like were dancing, and then some. Basically, she's saying some people were like wispy dancing to it, and then some people are moshing, which is kind okay. of funny because their music does have both of those qualities to them. Like you could definitely yeah. mosh to like some of their heavier, noisier sides. I was imagining people staging like an improv anime battle with each other, <laughs> which also fits <laughs> their music. <laughs> They're so versatile, just yeah. within the means of how you want to dance to their stuff. They're it's crazy all that they do. Yeah. And, so they go from like math core metal to mm-hmm. like just really groovy. Um, the name of the band that we really love. Uh, what's. Oh my gosh. We love them. They're mostly instrumental. They're oh, super technical. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, they got a freaking tiger on their last album. Oh my gosh. My brain just is. Polyphia. Polyphia, yes, yes. yes. Okay. I was like, it starts with a P. How did I forget? It's that's always really fun, especially when you're on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> where uh, you know something for sure, and you've always known it, but then when someone asks, it's just gone. <laughs> it's just gone. It's, it's fine. I found it. I found it. That probably the, says a lot of, about our mental health, but that's okay. <laughs> we're fine, Luke. We're fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of being fine. Like I said, they they hit elements of Polyphia type, you know, technicality yeah. and the kind of catchy grooves Polyphia can pull off. Definitely. The very odd time signatures, but are still just like, just you'll just fit right into the groove and just like, I don't know, it's super tasteful. And then all of a sudden it gets super noisy and chaotic, <laughs> but like perfectly. Yeah. Like they know exactly what they're doing. Like I was listening to it on uh, these headphones that we're recording with right now. Yeah. And, uh, you can just pick up a lot of like mids clearly with these, which is something I love about them. And man, the delay and stuff, it's just, it's so technical. Like the, on the guitar that the brother of the brothers on the guitar and the sisters on bass brother also plays piano pretty well too. Like there's hmm. a lot of jazzy stuff going on in the one song with the piano, but yeah, they're just solid. Like they're so tight together as a band. Like, their their ability to jam and to they just are like in sync they're yeah, synced up totally effortless yeah. like the uh the chick is literally just like standing there with her eyes closed like looks like she's dozing off yeah but her fingers are just on fire <laughs> it's it's pretty nuts i would like i don't know i don't know how much like i can't praise this performance enough it's just yeah. i've we literally almost didn't record this thing because we just got sucked in watching yeah. it. Like I think we were like, I, let's look at them again. Hypnotized. 
I like I can only speak for myself, but I literally forgot we were supposed to be taking this. <laughs> I legitimately just like forgot yeah. anything that we were supposed to be doing and got yeah, sucked in for like all. a good five minutes. So that's how good this thing is. So Yeah, transportative. Very transportative. It's back. <laughs> got anything else to say? Uh just that like I love how it keeps you on your toes. Because yeah. like what you're saying with like the building of the noise and everything, like they don't, they don't stay anywhere. Yeah, right. They will come back and revisit and stuff. Man, they'll drop the noise and like on a dime yeah. and go into something smooth and jazzy. It'll be like, like just like straight into it. Perfect. And it works so well. Like, I don't know how they just stop like that, but it doesn't, you know, um, pull you out of it it's not like jarring it's a smooth really fast like stop and the way everything builds is just so like mathematically perfect yeah (laughs) i don't know how they do it it's it's insane um all right now we got some visual artists for you yeah we do we got two of them and i want to say ryan I got your message on Instagram, but um, I haven't really gotten a chance to uh, like research this artist as much as I wanted to. So I'm going to save that for next week, whether positive or negative. <laughs> uh, first one is Kieran.Ingram on your boy, Instagram. Insta boy. <laughs> Insta. Your boy, Insta boy. That's where we got this one for you. Um, Kieran in Instagram in- is the name of the artist from the UK. Sheffield, UK. I've heard of that. I have no clue where it is. Have you been there, Luke? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I believe you. Have um, me convinced. But they do. Very realistic, um, well, I say very realistic, There, there's a lot of, uh, you know, painterly aspects with the brushwork and stuff, but tons of attention to lighting and color. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, a, color. I thought it was for photography, photography? <laughs> I thought it was photography at first, it's so much attention to yeah. detail, in my opinion. Um which I say, I say there's a lot of like brush work and s- stuff visible, but it kind of depends on the piece, I guess. Right. Because uh, I'm seeing some of these. Well, yeah, they, they, they know, they don't want to convince you, I guess, that it is a photo. They're not really interested in that necessarily. When you really get into the nitty gritty, right? Because this, uh, the close up of the skull head. The deer skull, I mm-hmm. think. Yes. Um, it reminds me a lot of your skull in your painting with the vials and stuff, like the same kind of lighting. Yeah, I I love bone. Yeah, it's... How it interacts with the right. light and stuff. I love how you and him both decide to put like some purples and blues and <laughs> right. stuff with that. Yeah. It um, has like a slight touch of surrealism or like as in sense of like an after effect. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's real, but it's like an after effect just applied through painting. And I, I really I like that a lot. It's it's the way I like to think of like all the fun stuff 
crazy stuff you can do with shadow and stuff. It's like kind of elevating real realism, I guess. Right. Because you you want to keep it realistic to, like I've talked about before, I guess put you in that space more. Right. And just because of technical technical excellences in and of itself, something good to strive for, I think. So. Yeah. But then you have all these things that are like heightened visually. Right. It's really fun to do and it always works out. I love the egg. It's a little less real, like in the nest, but the colors yeah, and yeah. stuff is just really is really pleasing. Uh we haven't described what we're looking at yet. Uh necessarily. This is a it's still life work, but it's like a lot of the new stuff, at least, I'm going checking back in the older stuff. Actually, this person doesn't have much on their profile. That's interesting. Um, but it's like floating still lives, right? And I really love that. This is the surrealism mixed with the realism, like I've talked about right. several times before. It's really intriguing to me, and this process it just shows like the the hands and the deer skull just hanging from wires yeah, and they're just standing there, uh, painting it while it's hanging there. It's really cool. Uh, and they start with a yellow base, which was like an orange, I guess more so, but right. It's, really some, it's almost like a fire where there's, it's orange with some yellow. Yeah. It's just kind of, I don't, I don't know if I've seen someone do that before, but it probably, if I had to guess, it has to do with the fact that it's just like a super pale object that they're that they're painting. Seeing if that holds true with the other things, because they always start with yellow, it seems. Well, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's got to be something to do with because they're not painting skin or anything. Right. It's a lot of ceramics and stuff. But I love it. Yeah, Karen in Ingram is super realistic stuff that's hyper realistic with you know because of that you, they throw in some magical little touches that yeah. make it a little better than real life, you know. You, yeah. you need to be inspired for what <laughs> life can be. Go look at his uh portraits. Life can be a head with little Raymond hands <laughs> Raymond. floating under it. And the second artist <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's such a good segue. Yeah. I'm great at him. Fairchild art. Very similar in the sense that it looks really real. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's that's interesting. And they're on DeviantArt. I found someone on DeviantArt again. But that's interesting because it is realism, but in a surreal context. Right. So why is happening is apparently these are f- for dollhouses. I think they just made just like making tiny food. Yeah. But it's little um something polymer uh polymer uh clay um sculptures and they're just one uh 12th scale like one twelfth of the size that's supposed to be mm-hmm. scale of just like pastries and breakfast there's one with eggs and bacon and it all looks so real it made me hungry like i thought they were just making small food until i saw yeah. the turkey and was like how did they miniaturize that turkey you know yeah i thought i was like oh cool they're just like 
baking tiny cakes and getting tiny little pieces of meat and charring them in a way that makes it look like a big old steak. But it's all made out of clay and it all makes me wonder what's wrong with this person. Yeah. <laughs> but I am super it's impressed It's a special by kind it. of wrong though. It's a wrong that I love. Yeah. I don't want them to fix because I need some tiny food in my life. I just, the, the, the way that they capture the texture with the sushi platter man the little big f- sushi platter like it's so good it's on this little fish tr- yeah tray and i love sushi and all that looks really tasty on on that little platter i'd eat it and they they have some fun with it as well it's not just mimicking food and that's it they have one that's called a uh, sun bleached still life which is just some stuff that they made unpainted right and then there's a bloody fish head <laughs> so like the red on the cleaver and the fish head are the only is the only color i just want to point out the lick tongue yeah the lick tongue like that looks like it's made out of radishes or, or whatever spam i was thinking like spam <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with it yeah there's the lick tongue and then there's a, a piece called meat of the fruit still life and it's a bunch of fruit and they're unpeeled to reveal balls of meat on the inside. <laughs> My favorite. That's disgusting. But mm-hmm. this person clearly has a sense of humor about the whole weird, weird thing that they do. But it's a weird sense of humor. Because yes. revealing meat from fruit, even though I was just joking, and that's there's something wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I... I don't know. I just really love this. And you can scroll back and they have like shrooms, like little miniature uh, plants and it's all kinds of stuff on here. It's just super fun. Uh, miniatures is always, I don't know. It's, they're just so much precision that goes into that kind of stuff. And then it's just adorable. Every, everyone needs a little dose of adorable in their life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Go look at some miniature food and a meat man. Cause I scroll down far enough to find Meat Man. Yeah, that is actually um, a creation by a YouTuber that I watch. So I love this artist a lot more. Beef Boy. Yeah, I know Meat Boy from the video game. <laughs> uh, Beef Boy is made by Oni and G for VR Chat. You nerd. Yeah. Such a nerdy nerd, loser nerd, and. That's why I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I said we had to fight. We, used, we both remember we had to fight more. So we, Oh, yeah, know, yeah. I forgot. We can't make unless there's tension. <laughs> Billy Eyelash taught us that. Uh-huh. All wise, all knowing. Um, <laughs> but those are the only two visual artists, and we didn't have much to say about them, but I wanted to wanted to throw them out to the universe right. i think we said a lot about the first one just in the that's fair uh, uh, you know too much take it back take it back. cut it out Let's cut that out <laughs> say more about miniature meat yeah boy beef in boy. fact let's just make this whole episode about beef boy all right so beef boy was a boy made a beef the end short episode he was so ugly everyone died the spongebob end. references that's <laughs> art right that is Spongebob memes are art. Memes. <laughs> um, you know what? 
should be miniatured. Uh, Quell Chris. Quale. <laughs> oh, no, I ripped the <laughs> headphone out of the laptop. Because he was laughing too hard. <laughs> to see him laugh, just imagine someone struck back and then have a face of fear because they remembered they were connected to the world. It was great. It's spelled Quell. <laughs> Quell Chris. is Quale. Why is it Quale? Is Chris his last name? Yeah. That's okay, but uh, what I was going to say is guns. Oh, guns should guns. be miniaturized because then they yeah, can't kill true. people. Of the oh my gosh, tight. Jacob, you solved the gun debate. Thank Everyone you. has as many guns as they want. Yeah. They're just really <laughs> tiny. <laughs> Take that. But to um, bring it to the actual album, this album is all about the tragedies that you know guns have played in you know, violence and, um, you know, ghettos and underdeveloped parts of the, you know, country and all the shootings that have happened recently and how he feels with his culture and how disconnected everything feels right now. And his lyricism is crazy. You can even ask Luke, we read one of his, uh, songs and you gotta admit that it was almost kind of hypnotic kind of word weaving. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I didn't catch in that song that this was about guns, but maybe I wasn't paying any that attention. That wasn't a specific... That one was actually about like um, oh, okay. suicidal thoughts and stuff, okay. which, like I said, that goes into the same kind of... He's upset about where everything is. Right, right. His acceptance of all this craziness. He feels a lot of pain for his, you know, his culture, the hip-hop group. And his last album, which is featured with a chick artist, and I... Sorry, I can't remember her name, but she's an incredible rapper as well. They just go through a lot of, you know, black stereotype stuff and kind of do a lot of satire, like rapping Mm. into it. And then there's a lot of real stuff that, you know, people growing up in uh, poverty and black communities kind of have to deal with and paint some really uh, poignant uh, word pictures. And that one, and this one is just kind of more hyper-focused on guns. And he produces, and man, he's got such a weird ear for music. You can, I showed you a few of his things, but it's... <laughs> he really does. It, nothing else sounds like it. It reminds yeah. me a lot of Earl Sweatshirt in that way. That I'm he not is. convinced. As as with Earl Sweatshirt, I'm not convinced that this is a good thing necessarily, but it is I an am. impressive thing. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. I it's am just, all about the weird instrumentals. Know. It's just uncomfortably like, I don't know, some of his... It's almost sinister. Yeah. It has a diabolical, minor, um, dissonant feel to his stuff. Yeah, and it's just like constantly, it's constantly stumbling in like a way I can't really describe. It's what you call like drunk rhythms is like a right. technical term. So it, it all just feels stuttering, but it's it all on really time. Technical. And it's super technical stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm echoing over here. Need more echo. Um, but if if um, hip-hop's your thing and you're looking for something to really dive... I've listened to this album probably, and this is just a testimony to my ability now to not stress the music and be able to listen to it as much as I want. Because right. I was really just focused on this, and, you know, why not? If, if it intrigues me that much, then instead of being worried about getting more content i just spent a lot of time listening to this thing and diving into um his lyricism and his flows and um 
his persona. I like his persona a lot. You know, all, every rapper has a persona. That's not how they always sound. Um, but he's like a Danny Brown where you, he's just kind of bigger than life and almost comes off on the edge of just going insane or losing it. You know, he kind of has that kind of feel. Danny Brown's really high active. That ain't it fun guy who, uh, with the music video directed by Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yeah. You know how he's, he just seems like he's about to lose it, but in yeah, such yeah. like a hyper way. And this guy's more like a quaily right. kind of like, I'm a, he's about to lose it. Yeah. Um, but that kind of tension, I love that kind of tension in hip hop because it forces you to pay attention. And since he's a producer, his you could tell his vocals just kind of weave more with the instrumental, which that's what I love about uh, hip hop artists who are really invested in making a unique instrumental or sound because they're really mm. invested in the song as a whole and not just laying down vocals over top of some ball purchase. Yeah, yeah. You can really tell the difference with this. So same thing with, you know... Um, with Earl Sweatshirts, it was purposefully repetitive because he right. wanted it to be short, sweet, and simple. Like he's like, how can I say the most with using it as little? This guy's more like, well, how can I say something that is one hundred percent me? Yeah, and I love that. As a um, music listener, my favorite artists are those who are striving to discover more and more of themselves in the music. Not like some like. Oh, learning more about yourself, but like, how is this honestly portraying me as a artist? Yeah, yeah. And you can hear the difference in music with that. And Quality Chris is one that I 100% feel like he's putting, you see him through his art, you know? Yeah. And a lot of rappers, you don't. Yeah, it seems like a lot of, with a lot of that stuff, it's just like, I don't know, fitting into the idea of what they think is going to get people to listen, I guess. Right, or what makes, like, what's impressive. Even, like, even if your thing is conscious rapping, right? okay, who says to love each other better the best way and the fastest way instead of just saying, here's my unique thoughts on the world, and here you go. They may be wrong, they may be right, but these are my personal thoughts on it. It's not... Check out this clever way to say I have all the chains or check out the clever way I can say for you guys to be better to one another. But this is like, hey, what if, you know, I was just gone, you know, like, you know, he thinks about some of that stuff and um, not necessarily per se that that song, the one that definitely, you know, it's a straight shot from here has a very strong implication of, you know, it's a shot from here to the afterlife you know it's just oh i get it <laughs> i didn't think about it that way yeah but i, <laughs> but mean, I didn't know it was about guns even though it's called guns right yeah so I pay that, any attention at all. so it does connect back to guns you know even that song that deems more towards of ending yourself is like you know it's that's gun violence in this country yeah. so people to just you know, if, you know, suicide is all razors and ropes. It's the less tempting. But if you just have a gun right, and you're yeah. in a dark place, that's it's pulling a button, you know? Yeah. Um, it's pressing the red button and you're out of here. So um, it's interesting. Yeah. Jacob from the future here. Um, I just wanted to reiterate that I've re-listened to the song quite a, quite a bit more and I've read the lyrics quite a bit more. And I just want to say that um, there's definitely like an underlying, 
you know, attitude of wanting to end it in this track. But overall, it's more the pressures of where he feels like his place as an artist and speaking for his culture weighs on him a lot. And he sees a lot of tragedy and he doesn't think um, it matters sometimes. But the actually underlying message of the song is hope. And towards the end, he's like, you know, maybe it's just my romanticism of an underdog story. So, you know, there's definitely positive at the, towards the end of the song. I didn't want it to just sound like he just wanted to kill himself. It's more it's more complicated than that. And the I don't think the su- suicide type thing was right on the surface, but that just felt to me what was implied. I didn't want to miscommunicate um, his thoughts. And I just want to say to another point to why he's such a great artist is because... Um, You can re-listen to his stuff and you can take in new things and new parts and new sides of his track. So, yeah, I just wanted to come in while I was editing and um, kind of make a on-the-spot correction. So, there you go. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Bye. But it's super crazy that he picks a topic for the whole time. And it's not too long. Like, it's it's not um bloated it's like 45 minutes 47 minutes and that's just enough time to say what he wants to say um but yeah i really enjoyed that oh a little extra it wasn't in our notes but it reminded me jpeg mafia who's one of my favorite rappers has a new single something about eyes just look up jpeg mafia single it's like whose eyes i think something like that um it's really good jpeg mafia is awesome he's loud and punkish and good with lyrics but more on a snarky um juvenile sense hmm. um uh he's you know like older juveniles just like i don't give a shit type right, attitude yeah. saying outlandish Rebellious. things literally one of his songs is like i'll just uh, i'll vote for donald trump to just to say i did it just because you know there's such a stereotype that black people can't vote for donald trump mm-hmm. so he just like that's the hook of the song <laughs> so he has oh, wow. that kind of like attitude but this new track's super chill it's super mellow which is such a different vibe for him and there's just a lot <laughs> of texture and the nationals has a new album coming out and they have a single from it look it up i'm probably definitely going to cover that album because the last album was really good and if you remember we were big fans of big red machine yeah boy and the guitarist said the nationals was the other half of that duo so okay that's this is his other band the one with his original band. Very cool. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, so that was a little deviation from <laughs> the script, but how uh, dare you? <laughs> we ran the numbers. We had the perfect episode planned. I, you can't have perf- perfection, man. Not not until people are paying us for perfection. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, album of the week: Ventura by Anderson. Dot. Pack. Yeah, I keep pack. wanting to say Pac because Jacob brainwashed me long yeah, ago. Yeah, but it makes sense. Pac it does, makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. But it's I mean, pack. it's two A's. Why would you... Wait, is his name... Is that his name? I don't know. Okay. But everyone... like I've watched tons of interviews, but no one's ever actually gone into that. <laughs> okay. Um, but if you remember, he released an album at the end of last year called Oxnard. Yep, and yep, it yep. was an amazing hip hop pop 
funk thing that we really enjoyed and Mm -hmm. dr dre did the production and it's super tasty and this is the kind of the dark side of the moon to that kind of thing it's the flip side Uh, yeah he made a hip-hop you know general that he made both of these albums at the same time so he recorded them together but he made the other one very hip-hop uh, centric and then this one's very r&b centric which i very much appreciate <laughs> yeah the thing i was so upset with oxnard is anderson pack is so versatile that he's like pulls off hip-hop so well right. and then he also pulls off r&b so well like his voice is so versatile he can rap a flow and his you know timber just he owns it, you know. He's got the charisma for it. He's got like a yeah. Bruno Mars like charisma, and then at the same time he can sing like a, I don't know, like a Otis Redding or a Barry mm. Manilow or just someone who's got a lot of soul and grit. You know, yeah, he's yeah. got that grit in the back of his voice that he can just pull out at any time. Um, but yeah, this. I don't even know. Like honestly, I really love Oxnard because the production is just so beefy mm-hmm. that there's a lot of n- shit I can nerd out about. Right. <laughs> but this one's just so tasteful. Yeah, it's it's so it's so intentionally like pulling from such nostalgia, right? But uh, putting a modern spin on all of it, like. Yeah. Uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. You're right. Very much so. Just because, yeah, like, there's the a lot of similarity of it. there. Yeah. It, um, it deviates from what you expect because yeah. it's like, oh, this groovy, sexy song. And then it's like about breaking up or about yeah. <laughs> hiding a girl from right. your girlfriend and all this stuff. It's yeah. Like, all this scandalous stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, and he's got so much swagger in this thing. Like, I, yeah. like, he just. Like he he owns every line. He's like, I would never be ballsy enough to sing this. Like I couldn't cover yeah. any of these songs just because I don't have the confidence <laughs> to believe any of the things he's. Yeah, it's great. Totally believes. Um, yeah, chosen one's probably my favorite song. It's just the yeah. bass on it's so groovy. Uh-huh. It's so smooth, but then his flows kind of bounce on top, almost like he just I just just like on a pogo stick, just mm-hmm. bouncing across this little smooth, like clouds it's i don't know it's such a good feeling like it gives you like the best feeling in the world like yeah yeah i was listening to the sound uh song or this album on the way home i was like started it at work and work in and so i got to this song as i'm driving away from work and it's like this biggest euphoria <laughs> feeling i'm just like nice just like i'm off work and then now life is bliss just because of this song <laughs> yeah and I love songs that can do that. That's so rare of a thing that songs that just make you just happy to be alive. Just not, ooh, this is super interesting. This is like, this feels super good. (laughs) And that just kind of describes the whole album, I think. Yeah, yeah. Even though he talks about some real stuff, like. Yeah, it's, it's creates a weird dissonance. Yeah. Where it's like, like I was saying, you're, you're. grooving but then it's like okay well i don't know yeah i don't know about the lyrics of this one right or even if you do know it's like why is this matched with this (laughs) but i guess it's a good way to mask like real topics within like you know music you can just say some real shit just because everyone's happy that your music sounds so good yeah Uh, which is super interesting but this thing is a fun ride all the way through Yep. Uh, and they start off with Andre 3K, 3000, my main man. 
a homie, <laughs> my number no, one you fan. Two were so close. Yeah, you should have him on the show sometime. I will. We'll just wait for episode three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, he sends me fan letters all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, it sounds about right. And he's like, Jacob, how can I be as awesome as you? He sends me a bunch of letters that says how much he hates me, so <laughs> it's a pretty good balance. I heard you don't like rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how every one of his letters start. That's the subject line of his emails. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, if you get an Andre 3000 feature, you know you're in for at least something good out of this album. I've yet to be steered wrong from an Andre 3000. Frank Ocean's album... Drake's best and only really good album has Andre mm-hmm. 3000 on it. Yeah, like no joke. I'm just going to speak this into podcast fruition. If I ever um, become successful making music, I will only feel like I made it if I get an Andre 3000 feature in one of my songs. <laughs> that would be cool. That's the dream. Yeah. I, I can die the day after. I can die the <laughs> second after we hit like save. Like the song's finished. I can die then. And then he takes all the credit. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Hear that, Andre? Sending out vibes into the universe on our dream board. <laughs> vision board. Our vision board, yes. Um, and yeah. Dr. Dre has once again proved why he makes the big bucks. I like, no joke, like, that's kind of a joke, but, like, he does everything to excellence. Like, since, right. like, helping produce, like... You know, uh, NWA's stuff back in the day, I think he, like, did the beats and stuff for that as well. And having the beats headphones, literally, that you're wearing around your neck. And they're pretty good. Like, yeah. I I talk so much shit about beats headphones. And then I got those for free as a Christmas gift from my cousins. Shout out, uh, Juliana and Jason. Um and they're like hundred bucks. Like I looked uh-huh. them up, and for a hundred dollars, those are some of the best sounding headphones I've ever had. They are disintegrating. Well, but they are working. <laughs> and you gotta admit, they sound pretty good. Yeah. Um. Like I mean, obviously they're old as dirt, <laughs> but like for subs and stuff, I had to use them for like producing my stuff right now. But I've had them for like ten years almost. Yeah. And they've lasted that long, which is incredible. I had some that lasted like a year, and then they were totally broken. So. It's all your fault. Miss. You don't know how to take care of your stuff, Luke. I may have slept in them. <laughs> but I don't see why that would matter. No, not smushing of <laughs> headphones, not at all. No. I, I've definitely done it myself I'm, several times. But anyways, go take care of your headphones, people. This mm-hmm. has been one wild week. In the WAT podcast. What? What? WAT. What? 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 No, no. Stop. What's happening? No. What's happening? It won't stop. Ah! Ah!